Blog Talk Radio. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the Fantasy Football Mastermind Ed. The definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Mazurak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience, comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice, fantasy picks to click and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazarak. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is December 15th. This is Fantasy Semifinals Week. Yes, we're almost at the end of the COVID NFL fantasy season. My name is Michael Nazarak. I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found online at ffmastermind.com. And with me once again, my very good friend, very experienced fantasy player, and very excellent fantasy football writer, Chris Rito. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Really well, sir. Really well. Thank you. All right, show of hands. Who actually thought we were going to make it this far in the NFL season? Uh, yeah, I don't see a lot of hands out there. So I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Uh, I'm raising NFL my hands, sir. I thought we would make it. I I'm not quite sure that I believe that it was going to be the full 17 weeks, and we're still not there yet, but 15 weeks are in the book, and we haven't had to make a, eight, a week 18. These guys are taking it serious now. I had a couple of outbreaks, but fortunately things are a little bit better. They, they're really locking down the, uh, the protocols. I notice that pretty much every day we're getting a couple of guys that are being put on the COVID list. Usually it's close contact and all. Uh, the, the, the entire Buccaneers a kicking game, <laughs> the punter and the holder and the snapper and the and the and the and the kicker suck up. They've been put on the on the COVID list and and Brandon McManus is on the COVID list. All these guys hope to play this week. We're going to monitor it throughout the week and hopefully they will be playing. But it is uh, fantasy semifinals. Congratulations if you either made it uh, if you had a 14 week season and you're in the final four of your fantasy playoffs, or if you won your first initial playoff game last week to get to playing. Uh, in your semifinals this week. Congratulations. This is a major accomplishment uh, during this year of COVID. So many reschedules, so many problems, with not sure knowing if people were going to play or not. Uh, the, if you had any major Titans or any, any uh, Ravens on your team and you still made it to where you're still playing right now, congratulations. That's a, that's a big feat. Uh, but we got some news to cover here, so let's go through it real quick. Uh, in, in, in Detroit, uh, Matthew Stafford, a rib cartilage injury, uh, very, very iffy to play, uh, kind of leaning on the side that he's probably not going to play. Chase Daniels, what, what do you think, Chris? Uh, is this, if you've got uh, Marvin Jones, if you've if you got T.J. Hawkinson and Stafford doesn't play, do you still play him with uh, Chase Daniels in there if he starts? I think you definitely play Hawkinson. Um, there's, no, there's no better help to a backup uh, quarterback than a, than a serviceable tight end and and Hawkinson's one of the best PPR guys around this year. So you definitely play Hawkinson. In fact, it might even give him a small boost. Um, I'm not so sure about the other guys just because I don't know what to expect as far as who he's going to favor, who he's going to target. Maybe Quintez Cephas might get a little bit of boost. You know, our classic story of the backup quarterback favoring a guy off the bench that he's worked with as his number one. Um, the one thing that's in Daniel's favor, besides the fact that he's a veteran and probably won't be rattled, 
they've got a very favorable schedule the, the remainder of this season for for passing. So if you he, he's not going to be Matt Stafford, that he's not going to have that big play potential, but he's probably going to be serviceable. Might be a great cheap DFS pickup uh, week to week, and probably won't hurt the overall value of the offense as much as many people might think with the combination of his his veteran savvy and the schedule. Okay. Well, uh, uh, also, congratulations, people. If you've uh, managed to make it to this far and you still have uh, Christian McCaffrey on your team, unfortunately, is very, very iffy as to whether he's going to play. They talked to the head coach, Matt Rule, today, and he said uh, probably not. However, he was limited in practice, still with that thigh injury. This is the, the third injury. First it was the ankle, then it was the shoulder. Now it's the thigh. The guy, the poor kid's played three games this, this year, and he's averaging more than 30 points a game PPR. So, you know, if you don't have him uh, and you've got Mike Davis, you're going, hey, this is great. But if you got him and you don't have Mike Davis, you're in trouble. Uh, if you do have Mike Davis, just plug in Mike Davis. Uh, you know, ho- hopefully uh, McCaffrey will play. I'm, I'm pulling for him to play because uh, in my dynasty league, uh, uh, we're, we're the top seed, fortunate, and I've got to do have Derrick Henry and all. But my other running backs are not very good. Uh, Malcolm Brown and Tony Michelle and Devonta Freeman on the IR, and uh, and then we got McCaffrey. And so uh, we've kind of been playing with Derrick Henry, and that's it. Uh, well, we'll see later this week. Hopefully, you know, he can get. He, some kind of practice in or, or talk uh, to uh, head coach Matt Rule. Maybe he might change his mind. I don't know. But it is a Saturday game, so don't pin your hopes on that. You better work the waiver wire if you can to, to uh, pick up uh, another player if Mike Davis is not available. Uh, Ronald Jones uh, down in Tampa Bay, uh, he, he, he's been playing so well that for, Leonard Fournette was inactive, a healthy scratch this past week. Well, that might change because Ronald Jones has a, a, a broken pinky finger. He underwent a procedure to put a pin in it. And uh, this is a similar type of situation that Chris Godwin went in uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he missed a game. So the question is, Fournette going to start? Maybe Shady McCoy? You got Keyshawn Vaughn there? What's your take, uh, Chris, on this? What do you, what do you think if uh, Ronald Jones doesn't start, who's going to carry the, the ball down there in Tampa? Yeah, I'm probably in a minority here, but I am not 100% convinced it's going to be Leonard Fournette. I mean, he's clearly the most talented back on the roster, The most, and I, I think he could serve. I won't say it's versatile because Shady McCoy is a great receiver too, but I, I'm actually not 100% convinced that that uh, healthy scratch last week wasn't totally because they were going to ride Ronald Jones. It might have been a li- there might be something going on. There was some comment about him feeling humbled, so maybe he was having some attitude about not getting the ball enough. Um, and, and, and Coach Arians made a, a message, so maybe he'll start, maybe he won't. He'll certainly get a lot more action than he would with Ronald Jones in the lineup. Um, but I think we might see a little bit of an RBBC with a little bit more Shady McCoy than some people might be thinking. Yeah, I, I remember that on Twitter. He said a very humbling season, and uh, uh, sometimes coaches don't take to that type of comment uh, on social media. Bruce Darians is kind of a no-nonsense guy, uh, so we will see. Hopefully we'll get an indication, you know, when they start practicing who's uh, practicing with the ones and the twos and such like that. But, you know, we'll see uh, later this week. Over in San Francisco, unfortunately, Debo Samuel with a hamstring injury. He's out for the rest of the regular season. They said he could come back if he they make the playoffs or a long, long shot to, to make the playoffs. So, so I wouldn't count on that. Uh, the first name that comes to mind is Brandon Ayuk, the rookie. Boy, uh, 16 targets, 10 catches last week, over 100 yards. He's obviously a must-start. But uh, – Chris, is there anyone else on this team, maybe Kendrick Bourne, uh, Richie James, any one of these uh, guys uh, worth uh, picking up if you're desperate? 
Uh, maybe Bourne. I mean, Bourne has been pretty consistent with the number of catches he's had all year. The, <clears throat> excuse me. It's gone up a little bit with, with all the tight ends being out, you know, maybe up to about four, five, six a game of targets. Uh, but he really hasn't jumped into that, that full-on starting role, although there's been plenty of opportunity, especially with Samuel out. So I think Bourne's the best option. Um, he's the one who's had some success, especially in the red zone uh, in his first couple of years in the league. But he doesn't really – thrill me like you might hope and then remember there's a possibility George Kittle's coming back um, uh, week 16 or 17 so uh, if you're playing week 16 or 17 and Kittle's back then I think Bourne goes back to being an afterthought because it's going to be the Kittle and Ayuk show Okay. Uh, well, last week we talked about uh, uh, some fantasy tips in order to prepare your team for the playoffs and such. Well, we're already probably one week into the playoffs for most people, into the semifinals and all. But, uh, Chris, uh, tell me a couple of things that you'd like to do uh, to prepare your roster or look over your team and such as we're playing in these key games at the end of the season. Yeah, I mentioned last week about some some streaming defenses, and you want to look at you know how teams are playing recently and things like that. You also want to look a lot of teams, a lot of leagues. You can't make roster changes during the playoffs, so you want to, if you're going to only you don't want to waste a roster spot on carrying two defenses, so you can have a good matchup week 15, a good matchup week 16. So you might have to find a, a team that's got the best possible combination. So you want to look at some teams like Cleveland and Seattle's got some good matchups, and obviously Baltimore has as well so you want to kind of look ahead a couple of weeks and and maybe try to beat some teams to, to getting those good matchups look ahead hoping assuming you're going to make uh, week 16 but you don't want to short yourself week 15 because then you know if you don't win then week 16 doesn't matter the second thing you want to really look at and I mentioned this a little bit with regard to kicking last week you want to look for kickers that are in domes because weather could be an issue uh, obviously later you get into December Snow, bad weather. I mean, we saw what what just blustery winds did to that Cleveland game a couple weeks ago. It ended up being a you know a ten seven slog fest instead of a an aerial slug fest. So you, you want to definitely look at weather. Use that as a tiebreaker if you're looking for a guy like your your second running back, your third receiver. If you got a an air, a passing game guy that's going in really bad weather or high winds, you really want to think about how that's going to going to shut that down pretty drastically. Obviously, the kicking game can go in the tank if there's a lot of snow or if there's sleet or something or a lot of wind that's going to blow things sideways. So you got to look at more things than just the matchups. You want to look at the weather. You want to look at and, – and I guess week 16, you really have to start thinking about are your guys on playoff teams that have locked up their position or maybe have locked themselves out of the playoffs so they're going to sit their starters, look at some backup guys, um, keep some guys healthy if they're moving ahead in the playoffs. The last thing you want is to pin your hopes on a team that's – locked in and isn't going anywhere and then get stuck because you have no backups that are with, with some guys ready to play. I think a lot of people with Kansas City Chiefs that have led them into the playoffs right now are really worried because they could get to their championship game in week 16. They could have the number one seed locked up and all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes sits, Tyreek Hill sits, Travis Kelsey sits, or maybe only plays a half a game and you go, holy crap, I'm not getting any points in my championship game. So you're going to have to really start making some tough choices and making sure you have good backups on teams with something to play for in week 16. Yeah. Uh, very, very good point there. I brought up uh, the thing about the kickers last week and guys like Matt Prater that are missing kicks and, and you people, uh, Will Lutz, Mr. Consistent, 
missed three kicks his last three field goal attempts, and I've got him on a couple of my teams. And and uh, I'm I'm sitting I'm thinking about sitting him against the Chiefs this week because he's missing those kicks, and we're not sure you know if he's going to get very many chances there because the Chiefs run out to a big lead. Uh, you know the they're they're going the Saints are going to be getting touchdown you know going for touchdowns rather than kicking field goals. I'd be very careful about starting Will Lutz if you got a guy like uh, uh, Blankenship. Uh, on on your your team over there in Indiana, Indianapolis, they're playing Houston again this week. That's a really good matchup. There should get plenty of chances there. Um, so you know you just got to be careful about uh, players that are they're, uh, especially kickers that are uh, kicking well and or not kicking well. Be aware of that uh, moving forward. Anyway, uh, we want to remind everyone we have a comprehensive list of all the injuries over at ffmastermind.com. Let's go through uh, really quickly here. Uh, Alex Smith, the quarterback for the um, for the Washington football team, WFT, not WTF. <laughs> anyway, he's got a strained calf. Uh, looks like he's probably going to play, but I'd be careful about that. We're, we might be talking about Smith a little bit later in the show. Uh, running back, uh, his teammate, Antonio Gibson, with a toe, didn't play this past week. We'll see if he plays later this week. He's going to have to get some kind of practice time in, and that's a very painful toe, turf toe injury, so I would not count on him playing. We'll see. Uh, James Conner, boy, he's just been a terrible slog for the Pittsburgh running game the whole year, and now he's cropped up with a quad injury, so I'd be very careful, even though I have a really good matchup on Monday night against the Bengals. I'd be careful about James Conner. We'll see if he gets through practice here. And Raheem Mostert with the ankle and MRI was pending uh, last we heard. He's uncertain to play. Might be Jeff Wilson. That might be a guy you might want to pick up in your in your league. And if Mostert can't play, it looks like Wilson's probably going to start. McKinnon didn't even play hardly uh, at all. I'm not even sure he played at all last week, so be careful there. Uh, over to the wide receivers. Julio Jones with the hamstring in Atlanta. We don't know. We'll see. Kenny Galladay, uh, you know, with that hip. Um, he, he's missed more than a month now with that hip, so I wouldn't count on him playing. Uh, Brandon Cook, some good news there. He was a late scratch with a foot and neck injury. Uh, he is expected to return uh, to that game action and play this week. Of course, we'll watch him and see if he gets through practice and if that stays that way. Uh, D.J. Moore for Carolina, still on the COVID list, uh, and he also got an ankle injury. Uh, we'll see if he'll be able to come off the list. Uh, they're uh, they're hopeful that he will and be able to play, and we'll see if he practices off that ankle, and we'll see there. Uh, in Miami, they got all kinds of problems with their the wide receivers. Uh, Devontae Parker's got a slight hamstring strain. He missed most of the game this past week. Ja- Hakeem Grant also has a hamstring injury. He's listed as week-to-week, and also Mike Jacecki, uh with, with a shoulder-arm-type injury that landed really hard on it, and they've been very mum on that situation. Uh, this does not make Tua a good play at all this week. Not only has he got a, good, a bad matchup against the Patriots defense, but he might not have all three of those guys, so be careful there. We'll uh, update their status at the site later this week. Noah Fan with an illness, uh, barely played at all this past week. Got a big fat zero for his owners. Be careful there. He sat practice on Tuesday. His team plays on Saturday this week. And Austin Hooper with the neck, his status is uncertain. I wouldn't count on him playing. Uh, we'll see what's going on there. And we'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President and CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's expert league Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim. Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP, they cover them all with the best content available anywhere. 
go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, uh, come on down to our website, ffmastermind.com. Lots of free stuff there, including free in-season eye-in-the-sky scanner reports, including those that cover the Colts from Chris Rito, and, of course, our our, our flagship uh, feature, our NFL Quick Bits feature that's updated as uh, news breaks and such, all the COVID-related information on there. Uh, as soon as the season ends, all of our injury information will go free on there, so we'll cover all the injuries for the playoffs for those of you that are playing in playoff challenges. So one quick thing, you might want to check out the FF. FFPC playoff challenge, myffpc.com. It's only 250 to enter. Uh, you can win, uh, uh, well, I think last year was about 500000 so I think they're going to do that again this year. Lots of fun. Uh, you get to pick one lineup right before uh, the, the playoffs begin, and it's expanding the lineup this week because there are uh, 14 teams that are making the playoffs. I think if we pick 12 players, and all but two, and then uh, you, you, that's it. Once the playoffs starts, you get whatever uh, those players get, that week, if they advance, then you get more points. And if you make it to the Super Bowl, then those players that are on your team in the Super Bowl get double points, and it's lots of good fun. I always play it every year. Anyway, uh, please uh, check out, uh, of course, on our website, uh, we're still pumping out the weekly fantasy newsletters. We have three left this week, week 15, 16, and 17. It's nine ninety-five to try us out, the price of a medium pizza. Uh, and you can try us out uh, for the rest of the season and uh, possibly, uh, you know, make a decision to renew. And uh, you get the rock bottom price for next year, about 40 bucks is normally about 60 for everything. Uh, so that's a good deal there. And please follow us on Twitter, me on Twitter at FFMastermind. Let's get to the picks to click and flick for week 15. All right, Chris, give me a couple of quarterbacks you like this week and why. Well, I'm going to start with Phil Rivers right here in uh, Indianapolis. Third straight week for Rivers on my quick list. Uh, this one looks just as solid as when these teams met in Houston two weeks ago. Amazingly, he is fourth in yards per game since week six of the NFL and a fantasy QB1 since that time with a 16-3 to touchdown interception radio, ratio. And the Texans have allowed the top 10 yards allowed and a 25-3 to touchdown interception radio so far this year. And most importantly, virtually all their secondary is out this week. So, yeah, they can be gassed on the ground, but they're going to be looking for Jonathan Taylor this week. So I think Rivers is going to have openings. I mean, if Trubisky can shred them, what's Rivers going to do? And then another guy I really love this week, and why wouldn't you, is Jared Goff. I mean, the Jets have been absolutely crushed by opposing quarterbacks for the last six weeks. They're allowing 31 fantasy points per game and three passing touchdowns a game in that time. They've allowed multiple scores to QBs in every game but one this year, and they've been getting worse and worse. And L.A. needs to squash this terrible team, so Goff's going to get healthy before next week's big showdown against Seattle. And he loves warming up for Seattle. This is a crazy stat that I found out when I was looking into some stuff today. In the last two seasons, the four games before Seattle week were his highest two games fantasy-wise of each of the last two seasons. And in those four games, he has averaged – 450 yards passing with a low of 391. Goff is just going to go off this week based on all these uh, factors. That's a fantastic stat. I know you, you you told me you had a great stat, and you did not disappoint. Anyway, a couple of guys I like this week. Tom Brady, uh, Tampa. Uh, I told you earlier this week I've been telling everybody uh, to, to acquire Tom Brady if they could because he's got an easy schedule down the stretch, and he gets Atlanta this week. I think he's going to throw at least two, if not three or four scores this week. Uh, so if you got him, start him, and I'm starting him in one of my semifinals this week. Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee. They're playing Detroit. Uh, now, I know that uh, Derek Henry obviously is going to get his in this game, but I think Tannehill is going to be good for at least a couple of scores in this game and, and put up a, a, a 
probably a solid 25-plus points in this game. So if you got them, start them this week. A couple of guys I'm concerned about, well, Baker Mayfield really had a, a game almost for the ages. Unfortunately, the team lost on Monday night against the Ravens, back and forth and all. Well, the New York Giants do have a very good defense. They're playing good defense. Their offense is struggling, especially with Daniel Jones. But uh, I think the Giants' defense will limit Baker Mayfield. They get, get they held the uh, Colin Murray uh, down uh, pretty good, you know, low 20s. Anyway, uh, I'd be careful about starting Baker Mayfield this week. And also, I mentioned Alex Smith, calf injury, improved Seahawks defense. You know, the Seahawks have done like a, a turnaround ever since they got Carlos Dunlap, Dunlap uh, from the Bengals and uh, Jamal Adams. I think that their defense is averaging around 15 points given up a game, uh, and they were more than double that earlier this season. So this is not the same Seahawks defense. I'd be very careful. In fact, I'd sit Alex Smith right on my bench. How about you, Chris? Give me a couple quarterbacks you're not crazy about and why. Uh, we'll start with Tua. We mentioned him earlier. I mean, I know the rookies look good the last two games, but the Patriots' pass defense is definitely a notch above the Bengals and even the Chiefs. And it would be foolish to overlook Belichick's 21-5 and record against rookie quarterbacks. Uh, you don't need to look back any further than Week 13's 45 to nothing shellacking of the red hot Justin Herbert. So, uh, two is not going to likely to have a high volume nor a high success rate. So, I think he's best left on your bench. And like you mentioned earlier, the fact he could be without most of his receiving weapons and his best running backs on the on the COVID list that doesn't help either. Um, and I don't like Andy Dalton this week. He doesn't have the Bengals secondary to face or a revenge game to invoke. So, I expect another step back this week for Dalton. Um, they, he's playing a team that's held opposing fantasy quarterbacks to between four and 15 points in four of their last six games. And only the top end studs have succeeded against San Francisco. They're also much better defense on the road where they have held five of six quarterbacks under 14 fantasy points. Dalton still has not thrown for 300 yards as a cowboy and is only averaging one touchdown a game. So I'm not really sure why you really like him this week. Okay. How about uh, running backs? Uh, give me a couple of you like. I like a couple of rookies that are hitting their stride. I'm going to start with Cam Akers. I mean, a lot of people are going to look at the stats and think the Jets are pretty good on run defense. Truth is, they're horrific versus the pass, so nobody's run against them. And they've played very few decent running backs so far this year. And the ones they have faced have actually done pretty well. So I'm going to play a hunch and stick with a hot hand here and say that Akers runs out the clock a bunch with some solid stats here. The Jets are just fading hard. Akers is on the rise, 18 PPR points per game the last three weeks. And the Jets also load the allow the second most running back reception, only one behind the Bucks for the most in the league. So I think he could get some chances in the passing game. Then I like J.K. Dobbins. Don't let the touchdowns by Gus the Bus on Monday Night Football fool you. Dobbins is still far and away the lead back in this offense, getting more than twice this five games or so. Edwards did vulture a few scores after Dobbins had led the field, the team down the field on Monday Night Football, but he's the explosive go-to guy now. He's averaging 15 PPR points per game. He scored his last three games. Um, Dobbins, I think he's going to take aims at a jug a Jags run defense that has allowed over 31 points per game to running back and over 180 rushing yards per game in the last three weeks. Ugh. Yeah, that, that's a pretty amazing stat. Uh, a couple of guys I like this week. Uh, well, you already mentioned the team, the Colts and such. Jonathan Taylor, I think he's going to run all over those Texans. So I know just like uh, Phil Burbs is going to have a big game there, I think uh, Taylor can uh, can at least score once, if not twice, in this game too. And last week we had uh, – I, I was just not feeling Miles Sanders. He'd really been struggling, of course, with Carson Wentz in there. Then they made the change to Jalen Hurts. It opened up everything, and then Sanders broke the long run for the score. Well, guess what? The Cardinals they play this week have given up five TD runs in the past three weeks weeks 
So I think Sanders is, gonna, is pretty much a lock to score in this game. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is just a, he's bringing the spark to that uh, Eagles team. Uh, and they're not out of it yet. Uh, I'm still hoping my Giants can win that division, but it's going to be very tough uh, the way that offense is playing. But uh, the Eagles, uh, you know, with Jalen Hurts, a spark there. So if you got Miles Sanders, don't worry about him anymore. Plug him in and plug him and play in your lineup. Uh, a couple of guys I'm worried about, uh, Todd Gurley, here we go again. The knee injury, in and out of the lineup, a sore knee, Bucks quality run defense. That equal fantasy bench in my book. Forget about it. Uh, David Johnson still on the COVID list, even though they think that he's going to come off it. Uh, well, guess what? They were playing the Colts, very stingy against the run. Uh, it's going to be Duke and David if David is playing. I just don't uh, – not feeling David Johnson this week, so I would avoid him if I could. There's not uh, – he's not a lock to come off. He's not come off the COVID list yet. We shall see. How about you, uh, Chris? Um, a couple of running backs you're not crazy about and why? Now, we kind of talked to Ronald some of the factors here, but I don't really like Ronald Jones this week. Uh, you mentioned he's having the, he had the surgery today. Uh, Chris Godwin had the same surgery, only missed one game. And Jones just has to hold the ball, not catch the ball. But that being said, he's had some trouble holding the ball this year too. And Arians has yanked him out when he's fumbled. So with Atlanta being decent versus the running back and terrible versus the pass, like you had mentioned earlier, I believe the Tampa running backs and Jones and, are all set for a low volume this week and probably a timeshare with Fournette and, and McCoy if he does play. So uh, I just, I'd be really careful expecting a lot from Ronald Jones if he's even in the lineup. And I don't like Damian Harris either. Another guy splitting time um, and with a bad matchup. The Dolphins have allowed a minuscule eight points per game to running backs in the last three weeks and have been playing very well all season. Only Melvin Gordon has scored a touchdown on them since week five. Um, Harris's snap share has been diminishing over the last four weeks as well, down to about 25% behind James White, who's actually a far better PPR play right now. A little worried about the back injury, limiting his touches in the backfield this week, especially with Sonny Michelle healthy now uh, as well. Okay, how about uh, wide receivers? Give me a couple you like and why. Uh, you, we mentioned him earlier during the injury section. Brandon Ayuk is one of them um, with very little fanfare because he's missed a few games in the streak due to a bye and then a COVID and then an injury. But Ayuk has four straight PPR games over 20 points and 49 targets in those four games. And he's coming off that career-high 16 targets with Debo out. Debo's again going to be out, probably out for the year. And Frisco's facing a Dallas defense that can be burned deep or on the ground by Ayuk himself. The recipe for another monster game. With the running backs all a bit gimpy, Ayuk will be even more of an offensive focus for the Niners this week, I think. And then I kind of like Tyler Lockett this week. Um, the Washington pass defense has been gassed in the last five weeks, giving up the second most yards to wide receivers in that time, surprisingly. And it's not the typical alpha wide receiver that's beaten them. It's, it's the underneath run-after-catch guys that are getting heavily targeted to avoid that, that, that strong Washington pass rush. This plays more to lock its strength than Metcalf, so I look for a high-volume rebound day for a guy that's been a little quiet recently and is due to find pay dirt as well. There you go. Okay. A couple guys I like this week, uh, A.B., Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, usually it's Mike uh, Evans, Chris Godwin and all, but uh, I think it's Antonio Brown's turn to score. I think he's going to score on the Falcons this week, so if you got him, uh, consider sticking him in your lineup. And uh, what's not to like about T.Y. Hilton? Oh, my gosh. He was gone and disappeared. In fact, we have to admit it, Chris. We gave up on him, didn't we? We? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I let you talk me into it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
I knew I heard that was coming. Uh, okay, well, we don't have him on as an option anymore in Fanex for some reason. For some reason, I don't know why. But anyway, uh, he's been a top three wide receiver in PPR over the past three weeks, and he, he scores against the Texans. He beats him up. for So he's a, he's a must-play this week. Uh, get him in your lineup. A couple of guys I'm not crazy about this week. Jamison Crowder, the Jets, uh, boy, you know, he was the only reliable guy early in the season for the Jets. Now no one is reliable on that team. He's got a calf injury. He played through it last week. He gutted through it. Uh, love the guy for that. But he's playing the Rams secretary, Jalen Ramsey there. Uh, hit the the uh, Sam Darnold, I mean, I can't remember the last time he threw a touchdown pass. So, I mean, you just sit Crowder, sit all the Jet, the, jet, uh, the wide receivers this week, but you're probably going to consider Crowder. I just wouldn't start him. And DJ Chark, now I know that Minshew is back and he kind of likes getting the ball to Chark, but this is the Ravens here. Now, a little bit, this depends on uh, if both Marcus Peters uh, and, and Jimmy Smith are healthy, but if they are, they're going to play and all, then uh, I'd be really uh, concerned about starting DJ Chark. He's just not a top 20 wide receiver, not even close to that. Uh, you know, so I'd be very careful about uh, starting him this week. Uh, how about you, Chris? A couple of wide receivers you're not crazy about, and why? Hey, the Jets punter and kick returners are going to get high volume days, so don't give up on them. Uh, a couple of receivers <laughs> uh, I don't like. Uh, I'll start with Terry McLaurin. The Seattle pass defense, like you mentioned, been one to target for fantasy all year, giving up points and stats by the ton. But you know what they haven't given up? A touchdown or a 100-yard day to a wide receiver since week nine. And Scary Terry has also not scored or had 100 yards since week nine, despite playing some really bad pass defenses in that time. So with, with Alex Smith, maybe a little gimpy, possibly some uncertainty. And McLaurin only having four for catches for 38 yards total the last two weeks. I got my concerns here, even though he has generally been quarterback proof for his young career. Uh, I don't, and I also don't like Jerry Judy. It's the second straight week on the flick list here. He's totally disappeared in the last four weeks, 14 PPR points total in four weeks. Clearly the third fiddle at best. To Patrick and Fant and slot guy Hamler. Even with Fant out on Sunday, uh, you know, Judy barely showed up. Buffalo pass defense has allowed amongst the fewest wide receiver fantasy points and only to those clear alpha dog types, which isn't Jerry Judy right now. Okay, how about a tight end? Give me a couple that you like this week. I love Herb Smith Jr. Uh, Chicago's extremely vulnerable down the seams, and this should feed into Smith's wheelhouse. They've also allowed the most tight touchdowns to tight ends with nine on the, a lot among the most with nine touchdowns on the season and the second most tight end receptions. Smith also has three scores in his last two full games and double digit PPR points in four of his last five. And then I love Mark Andrews. He's been red hot. He's averaging over 15 points per game. His last three sandwiched around his COVID uh, day off. And clearly Lamar is locking onto him in crunch time. And with my expectations of a big air game this week for Lamar Jackson, Andrews going to get his, the Jags have allowed 10 tight end touchdowns already. And I bet that goes to at least 11 after this week. Okay, a couple of tight ends I like this week. Uh, Tyler Higby. Yeah, I know he's not seeing very many t- more targets than Gerald Everett. However, the Jets have allowed a whopping 12 touchdowns to the tight end in 2020. That leads the league. So I think Higby gets his this week, so consider him. Uh, Evan Ingram, I know he had a bad week last week, but B- Buda Baker uh, was used kind of as a spy to cover him uh, and was all over him, uh, and, and Daniel Jones was really struggling. Well, the Browns have allowed nine tight end uh, touchdowns in 2020. Uh, Mark Mark Andrews scored on him uh, earlier this year. He had a solid game this past Monday night. I think Evan Ingram uh, rebounds in this game and uh, puts some some solid fantasy points. So if you got him, don't be afraid to start him. A couple of guys I'm concerned about, Jordan Akins, Houston. Uh, the Colts have allowed only two tight end uh, touchdowns in 2020, and they're probably going to get Cooks back. So I don't expect much from Akins this week. And Hayden Hurst, he's got uh, injures, injuries, uh, and he has just five catches in his past four games, uh, and he hasn't scored since week six. 
Hayden Hurst, you're on my bench. How about you, uh, Chris, a couple of tight ends you're not crazy about and why? You know, I like Andy Dalton to Dalton Schultz, that Dalton to Dalton connection, so I thought we were going to get Hurts to Ertz, but no, it just hasn't happened. He's definitely not high in the pecking order at tight end, no matter who's under center. And that's, he's a shrinking part of the pie with Hertz uh, under center now. When you factor in the overall size of this whole aerial pie, is drastically reduced as well. Then Hertz is starting to become nearly droppable in many fantasy formats. Playing against the cards this week, or particularly good against the tight end, he's a definite flick at least. And then I got a caution play for an absolute must play is Darren Waller. Uh, just temper your expectations here. The Chargers allow amongst the fewest receptions and yards to tight end, and only Kelsey has topped 52 yards in a game against him so far this year. They held Waller to a season-low five catches for 22 on 10 targets back in week nine. And last year, his two games against the Chargers were his two lowest PPR games all season. So I think there's something real here. Okay. How about the one-hit wonders at kicker and defense? Hit me with them, Chris. I let Greg Zerline. Uh, I think Legatron's had four big games in his last six. And Chris goes allowed 10 points per game in the last five weeks to kickers. So that's good. And then I like Taimi Fairbairn against the Colts. He's averaged 10 points per game in his seven career games against Indy. Um, and Indy's been generous the last five in an AFC South games in general. And a few defenses I like. I love Cleveland against your Giants. Rush is going to fluster Danny Dimes or Colt McCoy into sacks and turnovers. And then uh, I, I like Tennessee at Detroit. I think either a Gimpy Stafford or a healthy Chase McDaniel should each be a relatively good target for, for the Tennessee uh, defense. Another sneaky play also, you mentioned him earlier, I think New England. Facing Miami, who's you got a rookie quarterback, Belichick against the rookie, and him being very short on weapons, like we mentioned earlier. I think if, if the New England Patriots are out there in your waiver wire, you can really think about streaming them as well. Okay. Well, we want to thank everyone for joining us. It's not quite the season yet, but for Chris Rito, this is Mike Nazareth. We'll see you all next week, one final time, when week 16 of the 2020 NFL season is previewed in our season finale. Good night and good luck to everyone playing in their semifinals this week. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazarak, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second.